Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, I will obey, based on our reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 to 13. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to accompany with fornicators, yet not altogether with fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then must ye need go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a realtor, or a drunkard, or extortioner, with such an one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not judge them that are within. But them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore put away from among you yourselves that wicked person. What a powerful message the Lord is giving to us today regarding the interaction we should have with church brothers and sisters who are fornicators, covetous, idolaters, rilers, junkards, and extortioners. This message found in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 9 to 13 has me stunned. Let us take a few minutes to meditate on what is being said these words. I write unto you in an epistle not to accompany with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or the extortioners, or with idolaters, for then must he needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a junkard, or an extortioner, with such a one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? But them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Could it be that our church has become ineffective in the spreading of the everlasting gospel because we continue to associate with members who openly participate in the sins mentioned above? Could it be that God has not allowed some non-Christians to accept the message that we have been sharing with them because there is sin? and sinners in the church who we need to purge out so that our efforts at soul winning can be more effective. As I am writing these words now, the Lord reminded me of the situation that occurred with the children of Israel when Achan disobeyed the commands of God, delivered to them through their leader, Joshua. Take some time to read the story in Joshua chapter 7. I'm not sure how many of us know that as a result of Achan's sin, 
The children of Israel were defeated in the battle of Ai. Yes, the people of Ai rose up against 3,000 men from Israel that came to fight them and they killed 36 and the rest fled. 36 men lost their lives because of the disobedience of one man called Achan. When Joshua inquired of the Lord the reason for their defeat at Ai, this is what the Lord said unto them. Joshua chapter 7 verse 11. Israel has sinned. They have also transgressed my command or my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. As far as God was concerned, Achan was not the only one that sinned. All of Israel sinned because of one man's sin. Today, God is reminding us of the importance of not allowing or not tolerating members in our church who we know are participating in sin. In commenting on this passage of scripture, Matty Henry said the following, one, I write to you in a letter not to accompany or not to have company with fornicators. On this occasion, he tells them that if any man called a brother, anyone professing Christianity and being a member of the Christian church were a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or railer, that they should not keep company with him nor so much as eat with such a one. They were to avoid all familiarity with him they were to have no commerce with him. They were to have no commerce with him, but that they might shame him and bring him to repentance, must dis disclaim and shun him. Note, Christians are to avoid the familiar conversation of fellow Christians that are notoriously wicked and under just censor for their um, Flagrous practices, such disgrace the Christian's name. They may call themselves brethren in Christ, but they are not Christian brethren. They are only fit companions for the brethren in iniquity, and to such company they should be left till they are till they mend their ways and doings. Number two, he does not forbid the Christian the like commerce with scandalously wicked heathens. He does not forbid their eating nor conversing with the fornicators of the world. They know no better. They profess no better. The gods they serve and worship, they render to many of them countenance such wickedness. You, you must need go out of the world if you will have no conversation with such men. Your Gentile neighbors are generally vicious and profane, and it is impossible as long as you are in the world and have any worldly business to do, but you must fall into their company. This cannot be wholly avoided. Note, Christians may and ought to testify more respect to loose worldlings 
than to loose Christians. This seems a paradox. Why should we shun the company of a profane or loose Christian rather than of a profane or loose heathen? Number three. The reason of this limitation is here assigned. It is impossible. The one should be avoided. Christians must have no have gone out of the world to avoid the company of loose heathens. But this was impossible as long as they had business in the world. While they are minding their duty and doing their proper business, God can and will preserve them from corruption. Besides, they carry an antidote against the infection of their bad example and are naturally upon their guard. They are apt to have a horror at their wicked practices, but the dread of sin wears off by familiar converse with wicked Christians. <laughs> Boy, our own safety and preservations are a reason of this difference. But besides, heathens were such as Christians had nothing to do to judge and censor and avoid upon a sense of pass, for they are without and must be left to God's judgment. Verse 13. But as to members of the church, they are within and are professed bound by the laws and rules of Christianity and not only liable to the judgment of God, but to the censors of those who are set over them and the fellow members of the same body when they transgress those rules. Every Christian is bound to judge them unfit for communion and familiar converse. They are to be punished by having this mark of disgrace put upon them that they may be ashamed and, if possible, reclaimed thereby. And the more because the sins of such much more dishonor God than the sins of the openly wicked and profane can do. The church, therefore, is obliged to clear herself from all confederacy with them or convenience at them and to bear testimony against their wicked practices. Note, though the church has nothing to do with those without, it must endeavor to keep clear of the guilty and reproach of those within. End of quote. Today, God is reminding us of the importance of staying clear of church brothers and sisters who continue to disobey the commandments of God. At the same time, God is reminding us that while we may associate with non-Christians, we should never allow them to influence us in any way to disobey the commandments of God. I pray that we will continue to surrender every single year of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that God can help us to be obedient to His commands. Only God can help us to do what He commands without question. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this powerful word. Help us, Lord, to do what is right, to obey your commands, to move away from those who are blatantly within sinning, members of our church who participate openly in sin. Help us, Lord, to encourage them to leave that sinful way. And for those who are not members of the church, help us, Lord, as we 
work and interact with them, that our influence will be positive and we will be able to win them with your help to come and follow you. Thank you, Lord, for your powerful message today, we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.